Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Friday. Yeah, we're here. Friday, March 10th. The night before the night before Selection Sunday edition of the Elephants in the Room. Definitely not. I try to, I try to come up with something each time. Couldn't pay to, me to do a podcast on Selection Sunday. But we're not going to do it on Selection Sunday. We're going to do it on Monday after Selection Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about Selection Sunday. I've already cares? tricked you into it. <laughs> I always like to see if I can get an eye roll we'll, out of Katie at some point during we'll the show. We'll lose a few few listeners that we have <laughs> yeah that's right well hey you know well if they make money off of what we're talking about then maybe they tell their friends <laughs> uh <laughs> friday march 10th um we're already halfway through march mm, isn't halfway like the 15th between the 15th and 16th Aren't there I 31 days it. i mean i round up i'm i'm a, that's I'm a, a generous rounding i'm a millennial you know i'm already anxious you're the type of person I'm impatient. Be like, why isn't my paycheck here and they'll be like it's on the 15th and you're like yeah but it's the 10th so can't you just round up yeah, no it's like, <laughs> no yeah. um yeah it's uh well anyways i we're getting there the next time we speak, it will be the 11th, 12th, 13th. That's true. And by next Wednesday, it will be the middle of the month. There you go. So we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Um, but uh, w- uh, w- welcome. We're here. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a ton to talk about. Um, this would be a good open line Friday. Yes. This would be a good open line Friday. I don't know how we would do that, but... Well, I mean, what I mean by that is that there's just a lot of topics that fall right into, like, this would be a good open line Friday for Rush. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of topics that just that just fall fall right in. And do you want to talk, what, do you want to do the bank first? Sure. Or, I thought we were going to do Colin first. Let's do, yeah, yeah, let's do Kaepernick first. All right, we'll get into the bank thing in a little, in a little bit, but... I, I I don't think that there is a more obnoxious. Well, I saw it, I, I forget I forget who who put this today. That someone said that Colin Kaepernick is like is the perfect combination of the worst characteristics of Prince Harry and the worst characteristics of Meghan Markle all rolled into one person, <laughs> and. That's pretty much true. So for those of you who have forgotten who Colin Kaepernick is, Colin Kaepernick is a former NFL quarterback who started the kneeling, kneeling during the anthem to protest police brutality because as a 
quarterback who gets paid over $100 million to throw a ball, his life is just a daily reminder of the struggle and the fact that he's just never going to make it with his $100 million contract. So Colin Kaepernick started making a name for himself by kneeling. And this was at the, kind of around the same time where Colin Kaepernick um, stopped evolving as a quarterback. Defenses figured out how to stop him. It's basically like a perfect X where like as he got more woke, his football went down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he stopped focusing on football and he wanted to focus on being being a Mr. Wokester. Right. So um, and this is why they tell you in sports don't have distractions. Right. So uh, he um, anyways, I, I think he did win some money in a lawsuit against the NFL for collusion or whatnot, um, because apparently. Apparently, it's not okay for NFL teams to go, hey, you know what? You're not worth the headache, right? As if like, so, as if you have like a right to be a quarterback in the NFL. You have a right to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, which is what he believes. He believes he should be a starting quarterback, and teams do not agree with his inflated assessment of himself. <clears throat> but anyways, um, Colin Kaepernick is in the news again because he wanted to— uh, make sure that everyone knew that his white adoptive parents, um, they provided him a really problematic childhood. I want to repeat that. His white adoptive parents provided him a problematic childhood. Now, he doesn't talk about his black father who abandoned him. Or his white mother, who abandoned him. Um, No. It is the couple that took him in, out of the goodness of their own hearts, gave him a life that he would have not been able to have otherwise. These are the people who are racist towards him. They bought him a giant tortoise. How could they be racist? Do you not remember this? Right. His gigantic tortoise. I wonder if he still has the tortoise. Is this still alive? <laughs> I mean, they outlive us. This is true. So anyway, so Colin Kaepernick is uh, out here uh, hawking, um, I'm sure, a crappy book. It's called Change the Game. It's a graphic novel. I wonder what Change <laughs> the Game is about. Oh, it's a memoir. Of what? Colin isn't just excited about baseball. In other words, the five-time All-Star baseball is a white man's sport. He looks up to athletes like Allen Iverson, talented, hyper-competitive, unapologetically black, and dominating their sports while staying true to themselves. So all of this is is just about how he just is just obsessed with his skin color. Wait, what does this have to do with baseball? It just taught. It's like it's like talking about him being a. It's just it's a book about his life and how he was a. Uh, um, uh, choosing between football and baseball. Oh. And about how base they made it seem like baseball is racist. 
And apparently we're... Who's they? Colin Kaepernick wants us to believe this. Yeah. This is so weird. Anyways, I don't know why anyone would want to buy this here. It was like a really depressing book to read about how Kaepernick, who got a $100 million contract, somehow thinks he got screwed in life. I mean, but anyways, so he's hawking this book, and this is what he has to say about his parents. One of the disagreements illustrated in the novel was a fight over his hairstyle. Kaepernick, in an attempt to idolize basketball player Allen Iverson, wanted to embrace his blackness by wearing cornrows, but his mother pushed back. He's getting what roles his mother, Teresa, is cited as saying in the book? In reality, she allegedly told him, oh, your hair's not professional. Oh, you look like a little thug. The conversation with his mother has continued to impact Kaepernick's life decades later, he said, even influencing his now famous Afro hairstyle. It also is informed why I have my hair long today, Kaepernick said Thursday. Oh, so we're supposed to get Colin Kaepernick wants us to believe that it is racist for a parent to go to their child and go, you're not going out of the house looking like that or get your hair cut differently. You look like an idiot. Yeah, meanwhile, in the 70s, every parent was like, you look like a dirty hippie right? with long hair. Right. I used to rock long hair. People know that I used to rock long hair. And my parents would always say, especially my dad, get your hair cut. Get your hair cut. Get, what are you doing? You, well, why do you have, why does your hair need to be so long? Get your hair cut. Look at a mess. Get your hair cut. We got a mop on your head. Get your hair cut. Get your hair cut. Apparently, apparently, I'm supposed to hate my dad for that. That's what Colin Kaepernick wants us to believe. These are the people. If I can be devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. what he is saying, because I know too much about this because I work at a very liberal company. It is because he wanted cornrows, which is an African-American tradition. And then she called him a thug because he would wear that. That is why he is calling her racist. You know it. I know it. I think... He's a sensitive little baby. (laughs) It's a throwaway comment. Okay? I really don't think it's that big of a deal. And frankly, if his parents were racist, why would they have given this little black baby everything that they could have given him and more? Not to mention, we don't even know if she actually said this. He could be making the entire thing up. This is true. I wonder what she had to say about the Afro. Was she just against the cornrows and not against the Afro? Yeah, I mean, he's just fighting the man. He's just fighting the man. You know, everything is just fighting the man, fighting the man. It's just so, it's just, it's this constant fight for being a victim, being a victim. Why would anybody want someone like this around around you in the locker room? Is that his only complaint? That she didn't like his hair? Yeah. Yeah, they were, you know, they, they, they triggered him. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And this is supposed to this is this is supposed to be <clears throat> see the larger point here is that this is the end goal of liberalism. The end goal of liberalism is to separate parents from their children. It is to make children dislike their parents. It is to split apart the family unit. <clears throat> 
Colin, your parents, your biological parents, your black biological father hates you. The only people that have shown you love in your life when you were a child were two white people. The idea that these people harbor racial hatred in their hearts is preposterous given the actions that they have taken in their life. A throwaway comment about a hairstyle is supposed to be not taken seriously. Furthermore, Colin Kaepernick should know, as the professional victim that he is, that maybe his mother, this, she was just using this as her version of what we're supposed to believe is, quote-unquote, the talk. Hey, don't have cornrows. You're going to look like a thug. That's going to attract attention from those racist police officers, right? Maybe she was looking out for him that way. Did he ever think about that angle? Did he ever think about maybe his mom was, was being a, a protective liberal mom, protective of her little baby? Watch out for those racist police. You don't want your hair looking like that. It's just going to attract attention. Either angle that she's coming from, she's right. And we know it. Everyone knows in society. Everyone knows in certain, everyone knows in certain areas there are certain ways you dress and certain ways you don't. People always wondered in New York City, how come, how come, how come all these people were getting, how come, you know, certain groups of people in certain neighborhoods were getting the stop and frisk policy? Well, because they looked like they were up to no good. If you're dressed smartly, you're clean shaven, you look like you're going to a place of employment or school, or you look like you might not be, you might not be up to no good. But the fact of the matter is, is that you are going to draw attention to yourself if you look like you are up to no good. Every parent, every good parent, every parent that cares about their kid has these conversations with their kids all the time, right? Don't draw attention to yourself. You don't want to interact with police. Don't do things that are going to get the police interested in you. And I'm not saying that him wearing cornrows would get the police interested in him. I'm just simply making the argument that Colin Kaepernick should know, as a committed liberal that he is, that police officers are racist, in his mind, that he would draw attention to himself more by looking like that and his mother was just looking out for him. That's me playing, maybe, right? How is that not? But this is the, the, the but exact, I use that argument, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but I use that argument simply to highlight the fact that the goal of liberal, liberalism at the end of the day is to warp the mind and to get people to hate other people. Mm -hmm. That's liberalism. Conservatives love people. We love excellence. We want people to succeed. It's why we hate big government. It's why we hate statism. It's why we hate government programs that entice people to sit on their butts and do nothing all day. It's why we love to see people take risks and excel. And if they fail, we pick them right back up and go, you know what? You went after something. You dreamed. And that's inspirational for the rest of us. 
That's us as conservatives. That's what we love. You never hear rhetoric like that from the left. They want to tear you down. They want to divide us. And they want to make you hate your family members for no good reason. Colin Kaepernick's parents obviously loved him to death. The fact that he could take anything away from these conversations to be that they were problematic or racist is insane. It's absolutely preposterous. But it just goes to highlight, and this is why it's so instructive for us to talk about this, this is just your mind on liberalism. This is just your brain on liberalism. It's warped. He's not thinking correctly. You know the term that was trending on Twitter today with this story? Ungrateful hmm. SOB. Nice. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that that is trending because Twitter is mostly full of liberals. Well, maybe it's just showing up on my feed. You know, maybe the algorithm is pointing it out. Because uh, um, certainly it was it was it was trending trending in our neck of the woods because it is. This is just this is just your classic, you know. You look at him and you go, the only thing that I can think of that I would say to him is, you don't sound as good as you think you do, right? Like he thinks he is like fighting for whatever. Well, at this point, he's just trying to get be relevant and make money. Well, that's true too. That's true too. And it shows, and it shows what lack of character he has. And then in order to make a buck, he wants to chuck his parents under the bus. Yeah, and also kind of anti-liberal. Like, aren't you not supposed to care about capitalism and money? Yeah, that's right. Why are you t making all this money? Oh, Colin Kaepernick. He's just one of those people where you just... Just go away. Right, just go away. Just go away. I'm not rooting for you to fail. I'm just rooting for you to become irrelevant. That's it. No bailouts. No bailouts. Yeah, this story is wild. This SVB bank thing. Okay, so S. So so. I know I just said bank twice. Silicon Valley <laughs> Bank SVB, SVB. So if you hear us say SVB from now on, Silicon Valley Bank. Do you want to explain what happened? No. Or you want me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So this is what happened in a nutshell. Silicon Valley Bank uh, it was one of the, it's like the 14th, 16th largest bank in America, something like that. Very, very, very large bank. And very tied into the startup community and um, more specifically a lot of um, healthcare startups. But there were a lot of startups in general. Yeah. Roku had had a, a ton of money with them, um, you know. So 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 companies large and small. But anyways, a lot of companies that are very entrepreneurial, right? Very um, and required venture capital funding to grow or get started or what for you know further investment, what have you. So there was a lot of venture capital capital money floating around in 2020 and 2021 for the most part. And it started to slow down in 2022 until it dried up. Well, if you're unable to continue raising funds, 
you're going to start to burn through the cash that you have on hand as a company. Mm-hmm. And so this is essentially what started to happen was that these companies were withdrawing funds from Silicon Valley Bank in order to whatever, make pay their employees, pay their employees, do this, do that, whatever they want to do with it. Right. And so what that does, obviously, is that prevents Silicon Valley Bank from making money off of the deposits that they're holding. Right. They're unable to either loan that money out at a rate and make money off of it, or they're unable to buy, in some cases, government securities, what are generally speaking the safest investment in the world, United States treasuries. And so rates were really low for a while with these treasury bonds. And Silicon Valley Bank, having a glut of deposits, bought up treasury bonds in order to make a profit, in order to stay afloat, you know, in order to do the business of the bank. Over the past year, rates keep going up and up and up, right? We see this. Jerome Powell, the federal funds rate. The federal funds rate keeps going up. That's the benchmark rate. So as that funds rate goes up, treasuries became a more and more lucrative. The, the yield became better. Right. So now Silicon Valley Bank was holding all of these treasuries that were not as valuable as what you could go out in the market right now and get. So in order to make, so this week, the stock price started to drop. There's a little bit of question. There's some people started pulling their deposits out of the bank. Word got around that people were pulling some deposits. And Silicon Valley Bank went and needed to sell off these bonds in order to, these treasuries, in order to, um, you know, shore up things at the bank. Well, they took a $1.8 billion loss. How? Because because people because they needed to sell the, them at a discount because they were worth less than what you could buy on the market. Oh, I right see. Now. So they essentially these are bonds that hadn't timed out yet, so exactly. they couldn't get the money from the government yet. Exactly. Okay. Correct. 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 So these they hadn't matured, so they had to sell. So they had to sell them, and they sold them at a one point eight billion dollar loss. So could Valley Bank goes to its investors and go, "Hey, look, we're." $2 million short. Um, we get the money, we're good. The only thing that could not have happened, well, there's two things that could have happened, basically, in this like Wednesday to Thursday time period. One, they get the money. Two, these companies and these founders stop pulling their money out of Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank did not get the money, and there was a bank run, which resulted in $42 billion being pulled out of the bank. Wild. Yes. Uh, So the bank was taken over, and right now it is going to be a long, messy process to sort out where all the money is. Um, But to be clear... So I am understanding this properly. Mm-hmm. All of the money that should have been there was real money at one time. So it's yes. to say, okay, so why is it that we even allow banks to do 
anything with the money and like tie it up. Like perhaps banks should not be profitable endeavors. Perhaps they should just be a place that holds your money away from the criminals. Well, then... Well, I think hey, that would then you're talking about some 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 big changes to the financial system, certainly in terms of loans and access to capital, right, and liquidity. Um, I agree that I don't think I I I don't think that they're they're. I'm. I, I'm curious to see what comes out of this regulatory-wise, but I do tend to agree with you that I don't believe that they should be gambling with their customers' funds, which is essentially what it is. Um, how do we restructure banks was not a conversation that I was prepared to have. That's okay. I'm not prepared to have it. <laughs> I'm not prepared to have it either. It's just, I, it seems like these stories keep happening. Like We've watched well, a that- lot of financial documentaries recently and this one's probably going to be a netflix documentary in five years mm-hmm. um it just seems to history just keeps, keeps well no there's, there's certainly there's certainly an element to this of you read the story you read it a couple of times and the conclusion that you come to is what's preventing this from happening basically any other bank yeah like what's to say that this couldn't happen at any other bank in america on monday or tuesday or wednesday nothing Really nothing at the end of the day. Yeah, we just rely on people to not withdraw all their money all the time. <laughs> I mean, the pictures, uh, honestly, it's, it, it's, the, it's a wonderful life. It's a bank run. It's an old-fashioned bank run that happened. And you... So, we won't get into this, but... Do you think Peter Thiel is at fault for telling people pulled money? I don't think he helped things. <laughs> because all the news organizations are basically pointing right. at him. But they're the like, fact, but they're like, oh, they pointed. They're pointing at him though because he's a he's a Republican or a Libertarian. That's why they're pointing at him. They're pointing at him because he's a boogeyman, just like Elon Musk. Oh, Peter Thiel and Elon Musk, the Republican billionaire. I don't think Republican. Elon's a Republican. I don't think Elon's a Republican. Well, whatever. He well, he plays one on TV. Okay, <laughs> so you know, but they're just they're they're not. I'll give. I'll say this: they are not doctrinaire liberals, which means they are enemies of the state. Okay, and Thiel and Elon fit into that bucket. Okay, they are enemies of the state because they do not toe the company line at all times, as good globalist liberals that they're supposed to be. So, of course, they're going to point the finger at Thiel. The people that they should be pointing the finger to is the bank CEO and the management of the bank because they improperly managed their client's money. That's what happened here. That's what happened. These people did not do their jobs correctly. There are going to be calls for a bailout. Wrong. No. No. Wrong. No bailouts. These are people who did their jobs incorrectly and should are going to face the music for it. Right. Well, the reason they're going to want to bail out is because those people don't face the music. It's all the companies who now have no money. Well, that's true. They're going to have to lay off hundreds of thousands of people. They're not going to be able to make payroll. It's going to be a a messy situation for months. A lot of companies. For a lot of companies, too. And those will have ripple effects because a lot of these small companies 
utilize larger companies. Yep. Yep. There's going to be, oh yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be interesting. It's probably not the last bank to go to. I would bet. Uh, it's, um, ugh. <laughs> it's just so ugly. It's just so ugly. And it's all just stuff. It's just like clear that people are just not learning lessons. And what lesson could possibly be learned by the banking sector if we bail them out? At some point, we've just got to let the chips fall. And the truth of the matter is, is that for most of these creditors, they are going to be, they're not going to be made whole, but they're going to get 90 cents on the dollar. You mean day. most of the people who yeah, had deposited? Yeah, yeah, most of the depositors. They're going to get credited. Well, they aren't. Uh, <laughs> well, isn't that um, the bailout? Most of these depositors. No, 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 no. This is just. This is just. This is just selling off. This is just selling off assets and clawing back. You know, and, and just figuring out where all the money is and dispersing it. That's all it is, right? It's not. It's not like FTX, where FTX that looks like that money was gambled and lost. Do you think SVB is collapsing because of FTX? Because a lot of tech people had money in crypto. Like, do you think, I feel like there's got to be a link there somehow. Not that SVB, Mm -hmm. like, put money in crypto or something. But the reason that a lot of people were, like, pulling money out is because they lost a bunch in crypto or something. Yeah, I think that there's absolutely zero... And, and and let's not discount the fact that there have been a bunch of financial documentaries that have been put out in the past year or so that makes people incredibly skeptical that their money will be safe in the event that something goes wrong. That's why the bank run happened, right? They didn't believe it. Yeah. And they were. It seems like they were right not to believe it because Silicon Valley Bank mismanaged their mismanaged their balance sheet to the tune of a, of at least one point eight billion dollars. Yikes. Yeah, that's a mess up. I don't think they're going to get a Christmas bonus. Um, no. However, are we not going to talk about Biden's budget? Because that thing is terrible. Where do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about in the budget? Uh, oh, I don't know. How about all the tax increases? Capital gains going back up? The corporate tax rate going back up? All of the things that will push us further into recession. Yes. Meanwhile, we're like funding missiles in Guam or some such nonsense. You're acting like this is. You're. You're. Are you surprised <laughs> by any of this? Is any of this not? Actually, do you not believe that it's part of the grand plan. The only thing that is surprising is that it hasn't passed Democrats. Apparently, it failed with the Democrats. No, the Democrats don't like the budget. That, yeah, it must just not be spending enough money. I guess. Well, of course, of course, they've they 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 control. I mean. It, I, I would be shocked if an actual budget did get passed. It's always going to be these continuing resolutions to fund the government. It's always continuing resolutions. Well, it's just fun what we have in place. Well, it's just fun what we have in place. Because we are incapable as a country of putting together a budget. We are incapable of managing money, period. Yes. Our banks are a mess. Our government money management is a mess. Like, we need a complete financial education redo. It's a disaster out there. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> to completely destroy the capital markets? To destroy the country. To destroy the country. 
This is not very and South positive. by Southwest. We had our energy secretary Jennifer Granholm was there. I saw I saw this article right before right before we started recording. Wait, she was at the 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 music conference tech thing yeah. South by Southwest. Well, yeah, because you know that's where you know liberals hang out. Okay. And so she was saying that America needs to be more like um, China. Look up to China when it comes to fighting climate change. Never well, mind. then do we want to start spinning up concentration camps Never. and killing gays? Because that's what China does. And, 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 and Muslims as well. Yeah. And, um, and it's um, absolutely unbelievable for her to say that when uh, China produces far more energy from fossil fuels than we do. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about... I mean, It's not even close. It's not even that's close. That's why I it's mean, always so hilarious to me whenever they even, have conversations about how we need to reduce our pollution. It's like, we're basically at zero. Meanwhile, China's over here doing 90% of the destruction. What good is it if we reduce it by 0.1%? Well, let me pull up the article because, because this was something... I thought this was really instructive because this is how liberals are going to... This is from Fox News. Energy Secretary Granholm claims U.S. can learn from what China is doing on climate change. Um, uh, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, 55% of China's energy comes from fossil fuels compared to 11% in the United States. Um, she said that uh, Granholm sang the praises of China for its efforts to re- reduce climate change, claiming the country is actually very sensitive about the issue, more so than the United States. What an absolute dumbass. South by Southwest studio host Wajahat Ali. All right, let's let's look up Wajahat Ali. And this Wajahat Ali is a uh, um, a New York Times CNN talking head. Right in the liberal pedigree from San Francisco. Oh, cherry on top. Well, it's 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 funny because here here see this is interesting. What we're going to see here, and this is at the forefront of liberal thinking, because right now we've got China cornered when it comes to COVID. They made it in a lab because Dr. Fauci gave them the money. So we got China cornered. So now liberals got to circle the wagons around China because you can't talk bad about China. They're the liberal dream, right? A strong state that, if you don't listen to, either gets to pound you in submission, or as Jane Fonda said on the View today, what what do we do with what should we do with pro life pro life people? We should murder them. Hanoi Jane on the View, we should murder them. Just in jest, she said that in jest, folks. Just in jest. Well, right? they don't care about murdering people because they murder babies all the time with abortions. Exactly. Right. They're murdering children all the time, so of course they have no respect for human life but anyway so now they have to circle the wagons around china and they're going to do climate change to circle the wagons around china here's wajahat literally knows wajahat ali i want to talk about accountability we don't know what's going to happen but with china specifically right what we're talking about if it's wuhan or if it's not but accountability when it comes to those countries that are doing so much damage to the world when it comes to climate change i hate to say it's china and it's also the united states of america how do we hold China and ourselves accountable for what we are doing around the world? How on earth could you equate what China is doing 
to the environment with what we're doing. Oh, we are kneecapping. You, we are kneecapping our economy at every turn. In do order, do you want me to tell you their logic? Oh yeah, it's because Americans buy products from China, and so in their eyes, the reason China is so terrible is because they have to keep producing these items. But realistically, we could produce these items, but we can't because we have so many regulations that it makes it too expensive. And China has no regulations on their environment, so they can make it for super cheap. Ding 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 ding. We have ourselves a winner. We have ourselves a winner here, folks. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's exactly what that's exactly what the case is. That's exactly what it is. I want to read a little bit from Mr. Bill Gates, um, who I called a very inappropriate name in our show notes here. <laughs> the notion that climate change is too big of a problem to be solved by individual lifestyle decisions is commonly held by many, like Gates, who are working to address what they see as a crisis. Even John Kerry, President Biden's climate envoy, has signals that new technology will be needed to develop, will be needed, will will need to be developed for the world to achieve emissions goals. Fifty percent of the reductions we have to make to get to net zero by 2050 or 2045 are going to come from technologies that we don't have yet. Right. Okay. That's nuts. That's stupid talk. That's something that should be laughed out of every room ever presented. Hey, you want to know what? We're going to meet this goal. Do we have the ability to do this? No. We don't. But we're going to meet this goal. Imagine that. Imagine your job being that and you get lauded as a professional smart person and thinker. We can't do this but we should. Well, thanks, John. Basically, what Bill Gates and John Kerry are saying here is that we're going to continue flying around in our private jets. We're going to live whatever lifestyle we choose. And, you know, someone's going to figure out something. But until then... We're also going to fight for regulations that make it impossible for the average American to enjoy life. We can afford to get around these regulations. We can afford to figure out ways around this. But we're going to make your lives as complicated and miserable as possible. We are going to regulate your... They want liberals would love American life to be as complicated as the tax code. Right, because who are the only people that can follow the tax code properly? Well, they're people with the resources to spend the time and money to hire people to figure out how to lower their tax burden to the lowest amount possible. Right, that's called "quote unquote" tax evasion. But as Katie has explained so many times, it's actually called following the law. Correct. And it's so funny to me when Biden gets on his little pulpit and says, it's not fair that the billionaires only pay 3%. They pay 3% because they are doing incentives written by the government in the tax code. Correct. So look in the mirror. Why isn't Warren Buffett in jail? Why isn't Bill Gates in jail? Why isn't Donald Trump in jail? They're not in jail because they do their taxes properly and they spend the time and money to get them done properly. Right. 
you want to give tax breaks to people who provide mm-hmm. jobs. Correct. You want to provide tax breaks to people who provide mm-hmm. housing. Well, and then the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. I won't, it's a thousand pages long where the tax code is. And these are all things that help the economy. Yep. And that's why they don't pay a lot of taxes. It's not hard. Yep. It's very simple. Yep. And meanwhile, they're going to go, well, you know, you can only drive your car on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and alternating Saturdays, you know, if your license plate ends in an odd number. You know, this is the kind of stuff that they're thinking about, the social credit scores, this government, constant government tracking that we talk about all the time. Well, it's Friday, and I just don't think we should go down that rabbit hole. No, we're not going to go down <laughs> that rabbit hole. Do you have a food topic? Um, I don't have a topical food topic, but I can always come up with one. Well, why don't you come up with one? Okay. I was thinking about what is the best sports concession food you've ever had at a sporting event? Hmm. Huh. I'm going to let you think about it because you'll come up with a good one. I'm going to cheat and just use the crab sandwich at AT&T Ballpark. Yeah, Is it still called one. that? Because yeah. um, I would literally buy that at a restaurant if they had it. It's delicious. Yeah, and the garlic fries are great there too. I don't really like the garlic fries. I'm, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. You just they're, like too, they're too sharp and garlicky. Yeah, they can be pretty sharp yeah. depending on. So I feel you there. That's a good one. I knew what you were going to say. Well, right. I feel like I actually have had something that may have been better, but I can't remember what it is. So I'll say this. So I think that there's, I'm going to throw one out here. I'm going to throw two things here. here. One, um, the fact that they have Ben's Chili Bowl at Washington in Nationals Park. I like Ben's Chili Bowl. What do they um, serve it as? Like in a bowl or they serve it on a hot dog? Or I've never obviously ordered it. You've never been to Ben's Chili Bowl? Uh, I've been to the it's original. It's a half smoke. It's a sausage. Okay. So it's just chili on sausage. Yeah. I was just wondering what they had at the ballpark. Yeah. What they have there. Um, however, October nights, New England, cold, playoff baseball weather, hot chocolate. It's also good in August in San Francisco at a night game. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because it's very cold. You yeah, gotta, no, you gotta get the Ghirardelli one. The Ghirardelli, yeah, yeah. And no. then you know, not trip on your way back and spill it all over the floor, which I have done. They used to sell. I, I think they still do, but legal seafood clam chowder at a uh, Fenway. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, at Fenway. Well, I guess like in the early months and the late months would be all right. I don't know. Yeah. What actual summertime yeah i don't think i'm like i'm gonna like a on like a july yeah i don't think i'm july, the sunday july afternoon out in the bleachers little, <laughs> wash have a little chowder <laughs> 105 Absolutely you know not. i don't know any of the good food in fenway because you refuse to let us eat anything but a stupid hot dog there well i just go to get hot dogs it's just like the lamest you're thing allowed ever. to go get anything else. okay we should have done what's the lamest thing to eat at a, at a sports game and i will say it's salad. a freaking hot dog it's a salad no it's a freaking hot dog a salad hot dog salad hot dog salad okay y'all let us know what's the best thing you've ever had and what's the lamest thing you can order at a sporting event i don't understand why you don't like a frank 
I don't want hot dogs are like the most basic gross thing you can eat. Last time you were there, you got a lobster roll. What are you talking about? Yeah, lobster rolls are great. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you order that? Yeah, so I don't know what you're saying. Meanwhile, you're trying. This is this is my point. You're just playing into my point. Why the heck would you order a hot dog when you could have a lobster roll? Why would you order a hot dog when you have a crab sandwich? Because I'd have like six 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 hot dogs for like one lobster roll. All right. I think that's it for for Friday. We're gonna see you on Monday. Still not halfway through the month. Although, if you're max and rounding up, it's basically the end of the month. It's basically the Masters. Yeah. There we go. Easter. That lens basically over. Oh yeah. It's chocolate <laughs> chocolate egg time. Yeah. The chant is drill baby drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. <laughs> Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs>